Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? Welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. Yesterday I was getting my exercise coaching and today I'm getting my life coaching. Welcome, Lisa. Hello, Melinda. Nice to speak to you. I'm speaking to Lisa Cherry Beaumont, life coach from sunny Florida, but at the moment she's in San Diego, just come down from the rooftop swimming in her pool or swimming in a pool, eating a nice vegan lunch to share with us how to get our lives on track and live with purpose. Uh, Lisa, how did I go with that introduction? Um, That was a good introduction. Um, The only thing that wasn't accurate is that I've been in Florida, but it's not where I'm from originally. I'm actually from the UK, but I do love Florida and I have spent a little bit of time there. (laughs) okay yep it was a great intro otherwise thank you it's very accurate (laughs) okay all right now how are you going to help me as I make my transition from school teaching which ends in three weeks moving on to a full-time writer's life or a full-time creative life and without all the pain and fear that goes with losing a full-time income and and living a fulfilling passionate life doing something I love Sure. Well, you know, the the first thing that I do with people is take them through something that hasn't really got anything to do with their work, but really to do with what lifestyle they want to um, achieve for themselves. So are they the kind of person that, um, you know, wants to stay in one particular place and raise children and, you know, whatever? Are they somebody who wants to travel around the world? What really do they see is their ideal lifestyle? So that's what I'd start with you. I, I would ask you, you know, what sort of lifestyle um, and get really really specific on what it is you want your life to look like because ultimately that's what you're trying to achieve you know a lifestyle um and then your work um your purpose fits into that okay so being specific and goals okay now that is something that we do as writers and we're encouraged to uh, do as writers aren't we everyone know what we're going to do what we've got planned out for the next couple of years we're a little bit or I'm certainly a little bit more lackadaisical when it comes to my life because everybody else has a part of it Uh, focusing back on me and what I want to do how how do you how do you encourage I suppose we're talking today about women encouraging women especially to focus on where they want to go when there's so many other people taking parts of them. Okay, well, obviously, if you've got a partner, if you've got children, if you've got other work and so on, then that has to, you know, you have to take all that into consideration. But, you know, ultimately, we've all heard um, the phrase, you've got to put your own gas mask on first kind of thing. You've got to make sure that your needs are taken care of first before you can give to other people. Um, What I notice um, is really common with a lot of women is that we have a tendency to feel a little bit guilty if we put ourselves first, like we, we shouldn't be doing that but it's necessary because you know a a happy wife a happy partner a happy mother or whoever it is that's relying on you um that that's that's the foundation that's the foundation for you being able to give to others is 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 making sure that you're happy first 
Yeah, and and I agree with you. I think it's on the aeroplanes where you've got to put your own um, mask on first, and I always look at that and I think, oh, please don't let that happen. Uh, we talk about um, putting ourselves first. I was talking to uh, an exercise coach yesterday and she's saying you just have to make the time. You have to meditate. You have to take 10 minutes for yourself and everyone else around you will benefit. So I'm assuming with life coaching as well, if we get our own heads on right and know where we want to go, then everyone else around us will benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there is a tendency as well for, for, for us to believe that if we have what we want, that other people are going to be upset, other people are not going to like it, other people are not, you know, they won't get used to it. But, you know, the fact is, if, if, if you don't follow your own dreams, if you don't decide what it is that you want, then someone else is going to decide it for you. And you're going to be the one that feels miserable. You're going to be the one that feels unhappy. You're going to be the one that has nothing to give. And so ultimately, all those around you that you think you're going to be upsetting, you're actually going to be upsetting them more by not being happy within yourself. Yeah. And I was reading on your website um, this morning, Lisa, that um, there are signs that you're not happy. Uh, can you take us through some of those steps? Because that was one of the very early things I read. I read those. There were four things there. Uh, and I read and I went, oh, yeah, okay, it is time for a change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a, a blog post that I put up yesterday um, in, in response to um, hearing about somebody who is basically bashing their head against the wall with the same thing over and over again. Um, and, and the first point in that blog post is, is to get you to identify that there's something that you need to change. Um, so one of, um, one of those things is that you keep coming up against the same problem over and over and over and over again. Um, another identifier is that, you know, people keep giving you the same advice and, you, you know, your friends or your family or whoever, or your colleagues are starting to get frustrated with giving you the same advice over and over again and you're just not listening. Um, one of the other indicators is any kind of um, what I call it, you know, overuse or self-medication, which can be anything whatsoever. It can be drink, it can be overeating, it could be, you know, shopping for things that you don't need. It could be staying up half the night online on Facebook or playing video games or whatever. So when this, this is when you know that something's not right. These are really good indicators that something needs to change. Yeah. And as writers, um, I know we, we often have to have full-time jobs, part-time jobs, anything to supplement that income. Uh, when we take that leap into full-time writing, it can be really scary, um, not only financially, but to have the confidence to know that you can work and work to a plan from home. I guess there's a lot of fear surrounded or surrounding the issue of, of taking that leap. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely terrifying for most people. It's, <laughs> it's you know, you're right outside of your comfort zone because you've been, you know, unless you've been brought up with, uh, you know, in an entrepreneurial environment where, you know, perhaps your parents were entrepreneurs or whatever, if if that's not the environment that you've been brought up in, um, you know, if, if the school that you went to, and most schools do teach, you know, you go you go to university and then you get a job and, you know, you have a steady income and that that's what success means in society generally. So, you know, something outside of that, it's, it's almost like, well, that there's no, you know, there are no rules and regulations for this. There's no security in this. Good grief, what's going to happen? Um, and it does take a leap of faith. It really does. Um, and, you know, and if you don't, if you don't feel that, then you're quite unusual. If you don't feel that it's a bit scary, then you're, you're pretty unusual. I just, I wake up in the middle of the night and I go, 
oh, what's going to happen? That very question that you ask. I have enough income to get me through the next couple of months and then after that all bets are off. And I thought, why am I doing this? And I thought, because I can. But in two months' time, I might be talking to you again going, yeah, shouldn't have done that. What are, what are some of the strategies, I guess, to help you through that period of, of absolute fear? What, what, what am I going to say to myself when I wake up and go, uh-oh, I'm in trouble? <laughs> That's a really great question. <laughs> and you know what? You'll come, you know, as a business owner, you will come across it over and over again. So some of the strategies um, that I use with people are, you know, a lot of people try and run and hide from meditation, but I'm afraid it really does work. It really does help. Bringing yourself back into the present moment is 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 a really good strategy for for removing the fear because the thing is, Melinda, when you know when you're in a state of fear when you're sort of feeling, oh my goodness, how am I going to manage? What's going to happen in two months time? Oh my goodness. What what you're doing is energetically pushing away the good things that could be coming to you. Okay. So what you have to do in order to attract the good things, um, I know this, you know, it's very metaphysical and it all sounds a bit airy fairy if this is not the way that your mind generally works, but this is how it works. When you are in a better frame of mind, in a more positive frame of mind, and I don't mean delusional, I mean just feeling positive, putting positive, putting putting positivity out there, then it's attracted to you and you'll find that opportunities do present themselves. But just going back to what we said um, right at the beginning of, of the call is about um, setting goals for yourself. What is it that you actually want? Because if you are floating and floating and floating and floating, you are not necessarily going to get what you want because you don't know what it is you want and therefore you're not going to recognize it when it comes and sits right in front of you for you to take hold of. Um you know, here's, let me just give you a little story. Um, I'm moving around at the moment and I'm using, I'm going, I'm staying in different properties because, you know, I don't live here. I'm, I'm traveling at the moment and um, I need to find somewhere to stay in the next few days. And so I've been looking online for, for places to stay and I just couldn't find anything. I was like, I can't find what I want. I don't understand it. And then I was like, hang on a minute. Do you know what you want? Have you decided exactly what you want? So what I did was I made a little short list of, you know, six or seven prerequisites for the place that I want to find. I found three within five minutes because I then had decided exactly what I wanted and I found them. And and that's what it's about. Yeah. And I, th- I think that, um, I think that's the crux of it, Lisa, when it comes to knowing what you want and then chasing it. And I've written down here um, positivity versus delusional. Now, many times I've been at this point where I'm going to jump off and and take this uh, leap. And I have a very loving, kind sister who I absolutely adore who's in Paris at the moment. And she constantly tells me I'm delusional um, and that I have to keep a real job. And you know what? In the In the back of my mind, I've kept that and I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. I actually do. And so I'm wondering whether all these years where I've stopped, I haven't made that leap because in my own mind, I've, I've trained myself. It's not my sister's fault. I've trained myself to think, oh, I can't go for this, that I'm going to fail. And it's only at the ripe old age of 55 that I'm going, I'm actually going to try the other approach this time. I'm going to try this positivity and meditate and pray that in two months' time that I am open to the opportunities that that do come my way because, as you said, if you put yourself in the position, things actually do happen. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we are trained to believe um, that we're delusional if we want something that's outside of the box. You know, we're, we're, we're pushed into a into a box. You know, society pushes in, is into that, you know, nine to five job box. Um, and we, we are kind of led to believe that if we want something different from that, it's like, well, it's not possible. But of course it's possible because a lot of people have done it. You know, I'm doing it. There's a lot of people doing it, working for themselves. Um, maybe they travel, you know, whatever, being writers um it, it, it's it's entirely possible um I, I think what is the difference i think your question there is what is the difference between being positive and being delusional well goodness that's 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 a it's a fuzzy line is that one isn't it it's a fuzzy line what is the difference between positive and delusional <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my quote it's my mantra i look at it as um Alice down the rabbit hole, I, I use Alice in Wonderland to run my life and we've come across this wonderful quote about the Cheshire cat and it's yep. the grin without the cat and I just, I love that. So if you put your grin out there, the cat will catch up and I thought we're just going to have to run with it and see what happens. Uh, you've, got, um, like yeah, you've got brain training exercises. Train yeah. my brain, Lisa. Train your brain. Do you know what? The, the simplest exercise that I do, and you know, I didn't design it myself. It, you know, it's been it's been going for years. Is is a gratitude, a really strong gratitude practice, um, and that is where you look for beginners to this. So, so, so here's if you're listening and you're thinking, what on earth is a gratitude practice? If you're a complete beginner to this, then what I want you to do is to get a piece of, and I mean piece of paper and a pen. I don't mean on your computer or on your phone. I mean actual pen and paper and write down every day three things to be grateful for and there is a ton of scientific evidence that this actually makes you feel better it makes you feel more positive it attracts greater things into your life you become more successful in whatever it is success means to you it's really really effective um and and when i say three things to be grateful for every day I don't mean, you know, that it has to be a marriage proposal or winning a free trip to Paris or, you know, whatever. It can be it's just little things like, you know, I got up today and I'm having a really good hair day. I don't even need to do much with my hair. That's something to be grateful for. Um, I got to the I got to the coffee shop and um, they were giving away free coffee or I got a I got a smile from a stranger in the street or just little things you know um, and if you can find three if you can't find three things to be grateful for then you're not trying because everyone's got three things to be grateful for just waking up with a roof over your head you can have um, you know a, a cold refreshing drink of water what it does is it trains you to look for the positives instead of focusing on the negatives and the worry and whatever it is that you feel is bringing you down. And it, and it, uh, and it gets you into that positive state where you are attracting more good things to you and you're recognizing them and pulling them towards you as well. Um, that would be, you know, for a beginner, for somebody who already does that, then ramp it up to 10 a day. Um, if you're already doing 10 a day and you want to ramp it up even further, some people do 100 a day. That is a challenge, I can tell you, Melinda. I, I, I've I've done the hundred a day thing, um, and you are like I am grateful for my eyelashes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that as writers, we'd rather channel those um, I think those hundred gratitude things into a chapter of a novel, uh, and I think having that privilege of being able to write out our thoughts and and write out our stories is is something that we have as writers that that can be very beneficial when it comes to. I guess this life coaching idea. Uh, you have a book called The Life Purpose Alchemy that turned into a bestseller. 
Yeah, that's right. Life Purpose Alchemy. Discover what fulfills you and do what you love for a living. It's actually not a storybook. It's not a novel. It's it's not even an instructional book. What it is is, is a workbook. And because, you know, I, yes, I've got a lot of um, what some people might call woo-woo going on with me, but I'm actually incredibly practical as well. And what this book does is takes you through six steps in order to figure out what it is you want your life to look like, what work you want to do, and then how to get started. But it does also tackle um, that thing that you talked about, you know, the fear. So what I did was I took the top 10 fears of my clients, the ones that just keep going up for them over and over again. And I did some mindset work on um, some exercises on, on being able to shift their mindset around these top 10 fears um, so that when they do come across this, which, you know, inevitably they'll come across at least some of them, if not all of them, then their mindset is in the right place already. So they don't like hit a brick wall, get scared and go running backwards. Yeah, and and that's that can happen as well. I think we'd all love to be living in our attics and writing our novels and living this very romantic life, but reality needs, I guess, we need to balance that with our realities, don't we? Uh, one yeah. of the things that I wanted to very quickly talk, talk about with you is this idea of a life coach and why they're becoming more and more popular. Now, I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts out of America and life coaching and mentoring, those kinds of things are almost, dare I say, a dime a dozen now. If you're looking for a good life coach, what are you looking for? Well, do you know what? I'm going to answer your first question. Why are there more of them? Why are there more of them? And I believe that um, there's probably a lot of answers to this question, but I think one of the answers is that we are becoming less and less of, of who we really want to be, of who we really are. Um, and what a, what a life coach does, what a good life coach does is gets you back to being who you are, who you want to be, what makes you happy. Um, what makes a good life coach? Well, there's all sorts of different life coaches. There's all sorts of different coaches that deal with all kinds of different things. Some people help you with, you know, anxiety and depression. Some people will help you with your business. Some people will help you around um, your money mindset, for example. You've got writing coaches. You've got all sorts of different coaches. Specifically, what I do, um, I trained as a general life coach, personal performance coach, which is, which is, um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I trained to do. But as I did more and more of it, I, I realised um, what it is that I am particularly good at and what I particularly enjoy doing. So, what felt really authentic for me, and that's life purpose coaching. So, helping people to find their purpose and then get started doing it. Um, so, what you're looking for in a life coach is someone who is able to deliver the results of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So if you're wanting just generally to be happier, then you might want to look for someone who's a, you know, like a happiness coach. If you're looking for someone, um, if, if what you're trying to get in your life is just to be more effective, you know, to actually get more done, then you want like a productivity coach. Um, and, and, you know, there are some general life coaches and, and I would say that all coaches um, can, can help you with most things. But if there's something specific that you really want to deal with, then I would say go for somebody who specializes in that, you know, um, like you would with anything. You go, for, you go for the specialist and you'll get the best results. Yeah. Now, you do this full time for a living. Are you finding that your business is increasing as we get 
I guess we're outsourcing everything nowadays and we even we need people like you, I guess, to ground us. Are you finding that that you are more in demand nowadays? Yeah, I am very much in demand. I mean, I would imagine I was probably always in demand, but my sales and marketing were not so great. I wasn't really sure how to put myself out there. And these are things that, you know, I've had to learn alongside having a business, um, you know, alongside being an actual coach is you've got all the things that go along with it. And, and you know, marketing yourself and, and growing an audience um, is, is important. People need to know about you. People need to have heard of you. One of the ways, um, one of the uh, most effective ways of, of me getting clients is referrals. So I've, I've coached somebody in the past and then they tell other people about me who then come and contact me and, and want to work with me. Yeah. And uh, I'm just looking at um, change as a four-step process and you've got a couple of packages. I know we were talking briefly about how you've got a short package coming up, but you yeah. do have this three-month or this 90-day package. Um, now, I've got uh, John Lee Dumas's uh, Freedom Journal that, as writers, we some of us know quite a bit about, and filling out that journal every day, I fill it in about once every three weeks, and it's got the whole gratitude thing and everything in it. I'm guessing Good. with this 90-day course, you're, you're actually there reminding us, like my exercise friend yesterday saying she's going to you know send me something every day to say, have I done my exercises? As my life coach, you would be there, um, I guess, prodding me gently along for those whole three months. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, accountability is huge with coaching. Accountability is, is one of the most important factors in coaching, which is why a lot of people struggle with courses, um, you know, sort of self-study online courses is, you know, they'll start off all enthusiastically and then something gets in the way and then they don't do it. Um, what you find is if you've got um, somebody just to be accountable to, you know, you just you just say, right, the, the, these are the action steps that are going to be going to be done by this date. And you can bet your bottom dolly are much more likely to get them done if you've told somebody about it. So if you've got a coach, then yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do with, with my clients for three months. I'm, I'm with them there the whole time. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing, and especially in the corporate world, corporate world and business women and, and men as well, uh, having someone like you just to to ground ground us, just to keep us going in the right direction and to keep that positivity up. I could see why it would be a very small investment um, to create that balance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's usually around about after the first sort of four or five weeks of working with me. It's almost always the same for everybody. Um, one of my clients recently took a little bit longer and I wondered when it was coming. Is They they have um, they have a total meltdown, a real freak out of like who am I, like an imposter syndrome. Who am I to be doing this? Who am I to have decided that I want to do X, Y, Z? Why on earth should it work for me? Um, and so yeah, I help them through that because it's 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 it can be frightening, it can be scary, and just having somebody to go, it's okay. This is perfectly normal at this stage. Let's just just keep going with the action steps that I've given you. You don't have to see into the future. Just just put one foot in front of the other, and it'll come. And then they do. And for the next week or two, they put one foot in front of the other with me, going, "Have you done it? Have you done it?" And they do it, and then they're fine again. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it is really normal. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you're in the middle of it, and when you're living at it, it's very hard to get that outside view. I know for the last six months, I've been teaching full time, you know, looking after my beautiful, beautiful daughters, and running this business full time. And I shake my head, like I get up and I go, 
what exactly is it I'm trying to achieve again? And having someone on the outside going, well, this is your trajectory. This is what you're doing. Actionable steps is something that I'm, I'm guessing is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Def- oh, definitely. Um, what happens after each of my sessions? So I speak with my client, the way that I work, and I, I think the way that a lot of coaches work as well, is that we have a call um, once a week for around about an hour. And then what I do afterwards if, is I've taken down, I don't, I, I don't have them taking any notes. I do that all for them. And I, and I write down all the action steps that they've agreed to take over the coming week. And then I just email it to them in bullet points, this, 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 this. Um, and then it just makes it tangible for them when they're like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Where am I? They just go back to the email and they write, right, okay. So the next thing I need to do is that. And we make sure that everything is step by step. It's not, you know, we, we, we don't have something like build a website. It would be, you know, decide on your domain name and then, you know, register a domain name. It wouldn't be like build a website in one week. It just, you know, no, <laughs> it's all, it's all actionable, actionable, tangible, small step-by-step things. Yeah. And I guess, and I know this is, this is oversimplifying, but I think you're our human to-do list um, and, and prioritizing that to-do list um, because overwhelm is so huge. Uh, And I was just thinking, you know, what do you do next and how does it impact on the next three steps that you're taking? So I guess um, we we don't talk about cost so much as as benefits um, because the benefits of having a life coach must be huge, uh, especially with women who we tend to derail ourselves the minute we start to become a little bit successful. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, 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 it's actually men and women as well. Um, both the same. Um, I've noticed I have a, an almost even split of, of male and female clients and it's pretty much the same. Um, they, they, they start to get somewhere and then that it, it's called the imposter syndrome and men do have it as much as women. Um, who am I to be doing this? Oh, this is not possible for me. Um, and, and I, you know, one, one of the things that I've noticed um, about successful people, I've done the same as you, you know, watch a lot of podcasts and, you know, listen to what the, in inverted commas, successful people have to say about it all. And it really is not about talent and skill. Yes, you have to have a certain amount of talent and skill, grief, you know, you can't just go into doing something that you're not any good at. There's got to be that there. But the most fundamental fundamental factor um is persistence it's just getting on with it it's just carrying on going even though it feels hard or it feels like you're not getting anywhere it's just keep going yeah and worth every penny i should imagine to people who who are brave enough to put up put up their hands uh and get the help when it when it's needed i think i think we're very arrogant when we think we can do it all by ourselves nowadays because the world is not the same as it was years ago uh we want to achieve we want to be able to do all these things we want to manage these things um and i think i hate to use the word entitlement but maybe we actually it's okay to say to ourselves, yeah, we do need we do need this outside person. It's not a failure to have a coach. Um, it's actually probably a strength. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you'll find that the most, again, I use the word successful in inverted commas because it really does depend on what it is um, success means to you. But you will find that all the successful people have um, 
a coach themselves that they've had different I've, I've had lots of different coaches and mentors I have a mastermind group at the moment um, so that we're you know, all three of us are helping each other to move forward because it's essential because you find yourself getting stuck you find yourself getting stuck when you get to the next level okay right I've, I've done that I've achieved that and then you get to the next level and you're like oh my goodness and, and it comes it comes to it comes to everybody you get to a point where you that imposter syndrome comes back again for for your new level of success um, so having somebody there to, you know, guide you, push you over it, to talk you through it as you just keep going, keep making sure that you're moving forward. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's necessary. I don't think I've ever spoken to anybody who says, oh, you know, anybody who's really gotten anywhere with anything that's quite unusual or different or, you know, outside of the nine to five corporate box. I don't think I've ever spoken to anybody that's outside of that box that, that, that's got anywhere that's, that said that they, they've never had a coach or, or a mentor. It, I just, it takes a long time and a lot of internal determination to do that. I think it, I think I think if you don't, you make it very very difficult for yourself. Yeah, and it's that leveling up. I I do hear again those top uh, podcasting guys and the books that I read as well. They always say that they have their own coaches and that they need them to yeah. to bring clarity to their lives. And uh, as you're talking there, it actually shocked me a little bit because I'm looking at. Uh, you and I look I know I need someone to help me move up to the next level I just know I do but then with my kids with my story slingers with my online course it's exactly what I do to them um, each week I make them accountable where are you up to what have you done um, if I just sold them a course and let them go with teenagers I knew that that wouldn't happen so we have this weekly Facebook live thing or we're about to take it to Google Hangouts whatever that is uh, and I'm there every week saying, oh, well, what have you achieved? Aren't you great? Um, how about we try this for the next time? Um, so I'm probably doing it myself already with my kids, um, but I'm hesitating with myself to, to, you know, bring someone on board to help me get to the next level. Do you find that that's normal? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, I always say a hairdresser doesn't cut their own hair. You know, you cut someone else's hair beautifully, but you don't do your own. You get someone else to do yours. You know, we, we, we all need in order to up level for ourselves, we need someone else to, you know, eat. Uh, you know, I hesitate to say that we need, but I'm sure there are ways of getting somewhere without having external help. I'm sure there are ways of doing it. I just have never really met anyone that has. Um, and, and, and without that help, it's just so much more difficult. Yeah, and I'm from the country, and in the olden days, you sat around the kitchen table and all the aunts and uncles, and I'm, I'm genuinely serious about this because, I, you know, we had big families and that's where it all happened. But now everybody's out at work, everyone's leaving the house at 7 o'clock, everyone's getting home at 6 o'clock. Uh, I'm actually, I've shocked myself and I'm surprised at myself, Lisa, having this conversation with you, how it's clarified in my mind how how necessary the service or the kind of service that you provide is. Um, now, I wasn't sceptical when I brought you on board, but I was sort of curious. And now I'm sort of, I guess, a little bit more zealous and going, yesterday I was interested in exercise. By the end of it, I'm going, oh, of course I need this. Why didn't I see it? And now I'm talking to you, Lisa, and I'm going, why didn't I see it before? It's actually going to move me forward more quickly than if I kept fumbling around on my own. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in, in the times when I've, you know, been between coaches, so I've had a coach that's helped me with one thing and then, you know, we've stopped working together and I've, I've needed then to up level to another coach. And those times when I haven't had a coach or I haven't had a mastermind group, I've been doing exactly what you said, just fumbling around in the dark, messing about, wasting time, not sure what I'm doing, not going anywhere. And I've been frustrated and angry with myself. <laughs> and, then, and then I've said, right, okay, come on, get yourself another coach or get yourself another mastermind group. And as soon as I have, boom, I'm off again. And I, I think to myself, why, why did I put myself through those weeks or months or whatever it was of just struggling on my own? Why have I done that? Yeah, everybody, look, I, I'm really pleased that I brought Lisa on to talk with us today. I can certainly, I could talk another half hour with her, but I've got to race off to school. So I do apologize because Lisa's got so much more to offer us. I'll put um, your website up, Lisa. Um, you're putting out a short course. You've got your 90-day course, but you're, you're pulling together a short course uh, that is more of an introductory thing, I guess. It's actually, it's, a, it's an intensive it's an intensive, yes. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I can, I'll put more details of that online once it's ready. Yeah. yeah, and if you shoot them over to me, I'll put them up for, for my guys as well. Look, everybody, um, I think we've brought a lot to the table this week. Um, it will be one of my five-day mini-series, um, exercise one day, um, life coaching another. I think I've got uh, the morning coach. He's an American guy as well. He comes and tells us our morning routines, which is pretty exciting. Thank you for your time today, Lisa. I hope we stay in touch and I hope we become friends and that you get me organized. Definitely. It's been my pleasure, Melinda. Okay. And that's it from Rider on the Road for another day. Bye for now. Bye.